1: All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away, 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560.
2: Alright, Drive Radio, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. I did have somebody text me because I'm going to SEMA show this next week, which I'll give you an update on when I get back next week. And if there's anything you'd like me to look at while I'm there, please let me know. I'd be happy to do that. SEMA is the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association, biggest automotive trade show in the world. It is in Vegas this coming week. Happens every year the first week of November. Has for eons, as long as I can remember And somebody asked that they assume that that's probably not my, you know, Vegas is probably not my most favorite place to go and that I'm most likely not a gambler. You are 100% correct. It is not my favorite place to go. I don't go there other than for something like this. And I am not a gambler. Uh, I'm self-employed. It's probably as much gambling as I am used to. And uh, I, I work hard for What I have, and no, I do not put it in machines or tables or anything along those lines. Just, just never been my forte. So, Besides the fact, I'm probably the the unluckiest guy there is out there. I'm one of those guys where if there was two attendees and I was one of them, and you went to any kind of an event and they were giving out some sort of a prize, it would go to the other person, not me. That's the luck I have. So I don't gamble because of all of those reasons I just mentioned. Tom and Golden, you're next.
3: Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my
4: Thank call. Thank you,
2: Tom.
3: Uh, as as we we're to, I was uh putting my snow tires on, I turned your show on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good timing. Yes.
3: Um and two cars for you that are similar. Let's do it. One, Shelby. Early Shelbys were made by Shelby American, not Ford.
2: You no, they used
3: similar or similar parts. Um, And the other one is a Corvair, very similar to the Porsche in design of the motor.
2: I never really really thought about the Corvair. Interesting. Good one. I'd never thought of that one. Flat
5: 6 air cool.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. I never thought about that. Good one.
5: Yeah. So I'm looking for a good mechanic for a classic
3: Porsche in the Arvada golden area.
2: Classic Porsche mechanic. So air-cooled engine. In that area, huh? Mm -hmm. You know, I tell you what, I don't know, but I know who would, Tom. Okay. Call Steve Horvath at Geno's Auto Service. Steve is an old, you know, uh, VW slash Porsche air-cooled guy. He doesn't do much of that anymore, but he still keeps tabs on a lot of the guys that do. Okay. So call Steve at Geno's.
3: Okay, I appreciate
2: it. Thank you much. Yeah, Gino's with a J. In fact, really quick, let me give you their number really quick because that, that will help you as well. So his number, 303-794-6700. Super. All right. Thank, thank you th- much. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, I don't know on that, but I know Steve at Geno's would. And, Steve's a great guy. He's probably out golfing today. It's a beautiful day, and Steve likes golf, so he's, he's probably out messing around, which good for him. Bob in Broomfield, you're next.
4: Hey, God, you have good afternoon, John. Good Listen afternoon. to program every week. Wouldn't miss it for anything. Well, thank you. Listen, I've got a, um, a Z28, 78 Z28. Nice. It's been parked, in the, been parked in the garage for 15 years. We put some fresh gas in it. Uh, a little bit of sea foam and a new battery, and that thing started right up. Nice. Got a three fifty. Got good, a three fifty. Good
2: it. job, Bob.
4: My gal, my gal, my my significant other that owns it, she wants to get rid of it. Uh, it it's a it's it's a project car. I wouldn't call it a fix it up car. It's a project car. Okay. It's been stripped of paint. Uh, it has a couple little issues, but the thing is in really good shape. It's got about one hundred twenty thousand miles on it, original. Okay. Uh, we had one little issue though. She started it. Was fine. She started it. Put it in park. Tried to turn it off, and the key wouldn't go to the off position. Long story short, she put it in reverse. and got it to go back on and started the car back up. Just wondering Weird. what that might have been.
2: Is Those that some are all of mechanically of operated through the steering column, so good question, Bob.
4: Oh, okay.
2: That's <laughs> all through the uh, steering column. So something maybe got bound up, didn't release properly. You know, it's been sitting for so long. Who knows?
4: Oh, okay. So, But the fact is she put it back in reverse, and it started up, and it's been fine ever since. So it's just one of those little mechanical Probably just something from or, sitting
2: that the whole time. Uh, and, okay. and also, to get rid of that car, if that's what you're looking to do, call the guys, mm-hmm. um, Britt or any of the guys at Worldwide Vintage Autos. Call them. They can help you with that.
4: Oh, okay. okay? And, and a quick, I mean, maybe maybe they would give me a better idea, but just a rough idea what that car they'll might be They'll tell you worth value, after.
2: what it would take to sell. They'll sell it for you if need be. You name it, they'll handle it all for you.
4: And that, again, who was that again? Please?
2: Worldwide Vintage Autos, one of our sponsors. You want a phone number?
4: Okay. Uh, I'll get it. I'll look it up. Just, just look it up. It's bottom. on
2: our website as well. If you go to the website, drive-radio.com, you know drive-radio.com, you'll find it there as well. But Worldwide Vintage Autos.
4: Fantastic. Now,
2: thank you so much. You betcha, really Bob. Appreciate it very much. Caroline and Evergreen is next. Caroline, welcome.
6: Hi. Thank you for taking my you call. You bet. Thank you. Um, you know, my problem is about five months ago, I have a 93 Suburban, and all of a sudden I noticed um, coolant leaking out. So um, I went to Napa, and they suggested um, a sealant called Blue Devil. Um, They said that was uh, the the best sealant to put in that radiator to try and seal that leak. And, you know, it's been five five months. I'm just wondering, you know, these sealants— I'm 78 on Social Security, and I can't afford a radiator. There's no way. So I'm just wondering. I just pretty much drive around up here in Evergreen. Um, Do those sealants last for a period of time?
2: They do, and that would not be – not arguing with those guys at that store, but that's not the product I would use. If you want to seal it, and it's a small enough leak – Uh, I would use a product and it's about this. It's actually cheaper than what this product is. I would use a product called K seal. So it's just the letter K seal. It comes in kind of an orangish bottle. Uh, Napa does sell it as well. I would use that just because I've got experience with it. I've used it. I know it works and it's less money than what this Blue Devil product is, which I've never used, by the way.
6: Okay, and a good sealant does that last for quite a while uh,
2: yeah, in your case, if you get it to seal up, it'll stay.
6: Ah, look, I appreciate it one more question sure. I have to go to Boulder um you know, I never go anywhere but evergreen, but I'm just worried what if that seal what didn't hold on my trip to Boulder? you know, I can't keep pulling over, and you know the end is right. hot and trying to no you pulling. can't would it show on my dashboard, show my engine temperature getting hot? Yes, it will. It will? Yes. Okay.
2: Well, and, I, I would, and I would go ahead and put that in, and then and the way that's supposed to work is you, you know, put that product in and then go drive it. So really put that in before you do your trip to Boulder, and it will seal on its way.
6: Okay. Now what is it again? I'm writing it down. K-Seal. K- seal. So just
2: K-Seal, real easy. Very good. I'll go to Napa. Okay. Thank you, Caroline. Appreciate it very much. And, yeah, for the rest of you, you got a small coolant leak, and you don't have the time, the money, or or the energy, or you're just something that you're going to get to at some point, but you've got a small leak coolant-wise, and you want to seal it. I mean, I've used that product personally. A lot of the guys have. Uh, Larry has. I mean, we've all used it, and that product actually does work, believe it or not. So, Jeff and Golden, you're next.
7: Hey. Hey, you Jeff. Back. you back. I- I forgot to mention I had one more on your uh, the uh, question of the sure. day. <clears throat> I bet a lot of people think Tesla may have been the first company to come out with a glass roof. Maybe you know what I mean. But if you got a 1956 Crown Vic, oh
2: yeah, that's those right, are
7: be- and they got a beautiful gra- uh, glass roof on them. So he, you know, he may have looked at that one or drove one and been like, "Hey, oh, this is pretty sweet."
2: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what you know, and I I like. Elon, I think he's done a lot of great things. Am I his fanboy? No. Has he done some great technological things? Yes. Is the Tesla technologically speaking a great car? Yes. Is it the car of my choice? No. It's got a lot of fit and finish and other issues. The other thing about yep. those cars, and I'll just be the first to say it, Jeff. I, I think, you know, I think my my six year old grandson, five year old grandson could have designed the car as as good looking as what the Teslas are, just my own opinion. <laughs>
7: Yeah, no, it's, you know, the fit and finish you do hit on because I have, I've got a couple through the door now uh, that I'm cleaning. And, and so they, and I see that. I do. It's yeah, like, the fit wow, and finish you know on my mean? Chevy
2: Bolt is better than what that Tesla is.
7: Oh, agreed. On a Chevy Cavalier it could be. You yes. You know what I mean? It, yes. It sucks. That's too bad. You know well, what I mean? here's how,
2: in my opinion, really quick, just side note, Jeff, the reason why I feel like they've gotten by with this as long as they have is, and the statistics show that I'm correct. The average person buying a Tesla is ignorant of the things we're talking about. They do not know any of that.
5: True
7: statement. Uh, but what I think that they are is they, people are very tuned into their interiors, over the exterior yes. now, it seems like. They yes. don't care. So Tesla has got to watch it because they may be ignorant to it, but but their customers that is their favorite part of the car though is that inside and if they can't get the inside
2: right you know what i mean they've got to No and, that. and i tell you they they and they have struggled even on some of their interior stuff and you know you've been inside a one it isn't any fancier than my Chevy Bolt Yeah they they're just not i mean you you take the interior you know i i i reviewed and talked about the full electric 5-series uh, BMW, and I will tell you, I've been inside of a Tesla, I've been inside that BMW, and there is no comparison between those two cars, and the BMW is cheaper.
7: Yep, and some of the fit fitment, I guess I was even thinking, it was more of like door panel That's right. You know, that stuff that's, that's it, you know, like the plastic mold, you're correct. Right?
2: Yeah, no, and you're correct. Like, you're correct. And
7: you can almost see, you just barely put your finger and you can see wire loom, you know, or something. That's it's right. I
2: don't know. No, that's, no you're, you're 100% correct. That's exactly right. Yeah. So. They're a great car. I mean, they're you know they're they are neat. I mean,
7: just it's not even the car. I mean, just the you know that whole electric and and you know and that torque is just incredible. I mean, the Rivian. I haven't cleaned one yet, but I've seen the interior of them and what it. That's a sweet. That's a pretty sweet one. Yeah, the Rivian is. Those trucks are cool. And yeah, it's an, and that, and For
2: those of you that are listening, that's interesting because what what Rivian's done, which is different than Tesla, is they have kind of taking the AMC approach to electric vehicles, Jeff. They've they've uh-huh. bought a lot of products, for example, from, you know, FCA Stellantis. So a lot of what you'll find inside of a Rivian is, is a Chrysler-type product and then you okay. know, kind of a hodgepodge of others. So they, they, they've really uh, changed that up. They're not like Tesla manufacturing everything themselves. They're buying some things and assembling is what they're doing.
7: Okay. It's a beautiful interior. I mean, I looked in the thing, and oh, they are, I mean, yeah. they are a beautiful trucks. It is, you know, correct. And it's got what those things—the numbers—is uh, what's a 900 torque with an 800 horsepower? Sounds that's right.
2: 100. They're fast.
7: I, don't believe, I can't imagine. It's a quad motor, or whatever. You can yeah. get the two or four. Mo- I, I, can you get two or four motors with those? I don't. know.
2: Yeah, I thought they're all four.
7: They might be, probably.
2: I think they're I all think four, and they're their new SUV. Their new SUV that's coming out is a slick-looking vehicle, by the way. I haven't seen that. Go look it up. It's a slick-looking car really is <laughs>
7: interesting. So but yeah, the uh, that that glass top those are a neat car. Those 56 crown, I have not been into Crown Vicks until that guy I'm talking about down at Westside uh, upholstery. He's he's a big Crown Vic guy and for me, my age group, you hear Crown Vic, you immediately think the ugliest top car you've ever seen, you know what I mean, right? Right. Uh,
2: but Crown Vics of the 50s are beautiful vehicles. Unreal. Agree. Agree. Good stuff. Jeff, thanks. Taking a break. Bill and Longmont, hang tight. We'll come right back and take you. We've got uh, one call coming in that Larry's talking to in the line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts,
8: we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years, probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place
2: to get the good stuff, Napa Auto Parts. Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns? Are some rooms colder than you'd like? upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20-40%. to Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical
9: heating and Air.
1: for quality and service beyond compare call absolute electrical heating and air
9: you are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured but you're not alone while paul lewenberger believes in personal accountability he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance now at 303 662 That's 303
0: It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com.
2: All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Bill in Longmont. Go ahead, Bill.
10: Hello. Uh, really enjoy your show. Thank you, Bill. Um, yes, I have a 95 port It has a 1.9 liter engine in it. In the winter time, not in the summer, but in the winter... It uh, it just doesn't want to get off a cold on the temperature. It's cold. Uh, heck, you drive it 15, 20 minutes before it even gets off cold. I changed the thermostat thinking that's what it was, but it didn't seem to make any difference.
2: So no matter what, it just won't heat up?
10: Not in the winter, no. <clears throat> hmm. Finally, I mean, it'll
2: get up. I mean, I would still think thermostat, because if the thermostat is closing all the way, it should heat up. There's no reason why it's not. and. Just because you put a new one in, it doesn't mean that's not still the issue, because I've seen bad ones.
10: Well, that's true. I've seen them,
2: too. I I mean, I think at this point, unless it's super hard to change, I would pull it out, throw that thing in some boiling water, and see if it works like it's supposed to. Uh
10: Uh-huh. Well, that's an idea. Is it
2: opening and closing? You know, is it closing all the way would be the number one thing. If it's not, then there's part of your problem.
10: Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, That, to me, is still suspect, Bill.
10: Thermostat, okay. Oh, that's that's the
2: only thing that's keeping it, that's what makes them heat up.
10: Yeah, that's what I thought, but I, you know, these new electronic uh, controlled stuff with the computer, I didn't know if there was something
2: else. Not on that one, it still just runs through normally. It's got a bypass, it'll run some through when the thermostat's cold, but you know, or thermostat's closed, but still, that's it's designed to get the car to heat up.
10: <coughs> I see, okay. Another question I have about, how do you know you got a bad catalytic converter? I have a friend that, this lady that's... They keep telling her she needs new catalytic converters
2: well first off is age if they get upwards of ten plus years old uh, that's getting you know a little long in the tooth for catalytic converter mileage how and where it's driven because the more short-term trips and the more cleaning out quote unquote the catalytic converter has to do the harder it is on it uh, and then the other way you know is just you know will it pass emissions or not if it's not if it's getting to where it's hard to pass emissions there's a good chance it's a catalytic converter
10: oh yeah, I don't know that she had a problem with that. They just
2: said Otherwise, I don't know why they would be telling her that.
10: I wanted to sell her a new one, I think.
2: Yeah, unless she's having issues getting, you know, passed on an e-test bill, I mean, that's the number one indicator. Otherwise, um, there's no need to replace it, frankly.
10: Oh, okay. Yeah, just, okay, I'll tell her that.
2: I wouldn't do it as a maintenance item, let's just say that.
10: Yeah, because I got a, I mean, I got, my my escort has 240000 on it, I've never changed it. Yeah, and,
2: I, and I've seen them go that fa- that you know that far further. Again, it depends on how it's worked, how you drive, you know, all those different things have a factor on it. Yeah, how how well has the engine been maintained and tuned? You know, the the catalytic converter is cleaning up all of the excess coming out of the engine. So if an engine is maintained well, uses the proper fuel, has spark plug changes regularly, and so on, uh, you know, if everything is running like it's supposed to its life and you drive like you're supposed to, yeah, they can last a very long time. Problem is most people don't do what I just said.
10: Yeah. So, okay. I, I can pass that on to her. Okay. All right.
2: And as far as really quick, somebody just texted in too. Is is the temp gauge itself not coming up, or do you think you have a heater control issue?
10: Well, when you turn the heater on, uh, well, no, the temp gauge doesn't come up.
2: Okay, so it's, the engine is actually just staying cold then. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Temp gauge. Okay. Come yeah. off the cold. There Even we go. in the
10: summer, it's only like a fourth the way over.
2: Yeah, that's. It's not getting warm enough.
10: Oh, okay. Well, I'll try a thermostat.
2: Yeah, because it, it should be running around the two ten mark. If it's not, then yeah, it's not hot enough.
10: All right.
11: Well, I'll give that a
10: try.
2: Okay, appreciate it, Bill. Thank you very much. Uh, Randy in Kansas is next. Randy, go ahead.
11: Hey, wanted to try out my new phone because they said in about, I think December twenty second that two G was going away. Two G is going away. It is was. yes. My two G CDMA go. is going away. Correct. Yeah, I preferred the flip, so I still got a really really nice one, but it's a flip. But I just back when I was growing up to have a phone booth in your pocket. I mean that was like Star Trek.
2: I mean, ah, you know, it was. It, You're correct.
11: Who, who could imagine?
2: Nobody. Anyway, I Nobody had two, back then. I had two
11: questions. Uh, but since someone, somebody just brought up the cat converter, I had an O two 2 Pontiac Grand Am, and my, my my warning sign was I was going up to the, uh, I don't want to say Cripple Creek, but somewhere in that, that area. There was a Heidi gold mine. I used to visit all the gold mines. But when I stepped on the gas, I mean, it just kind of only, only did so much. I mean, it was like having four spark plugs instead of six. I mean, it just it it ended up you know i guess it clogged up to a big clump mm-hmm. but there there just wasn't any power i lost my power i mean you know after about 3540 i mean there no use on even you know anyway uh the first one I'll get away quick and the second one I'll let you get word in it's about tires but the first one is uh power steering should i uh I, I want to do my turkey baster. Takes them out and change it and stuff. It's not in the owner's manual, so I do that once a year, maybe every three years. Every uh, five and what fluid, that or, Randy?
2: I missed that part. What what fluid? The uh, power steering fluid. Yeah. If I mean, if you're if you're just doing it that way, sure. Uh, knowing that you're not getting all of it out annually would be fine.
11: Right. But I'm going to do it. You know, several times. I'll do it that way. I can drive sure. it and work it through. Sure, the, through that's fine. A little bit. But I mean, one year, three years, five years. I mean, oh. Just,
2: Given what you're doing and the fact we're not getting all of the fluid out, I would do it, yeah. if you're doing it that way, probably once a year.
11: Okay. All right. That's good. Uh, the tire question, I'm not knocking anybody, but I'll let you get a word in. Uh, I think what's really killing me is the 15-inch because there's only so many tires you can get in the 15-inch. That inch. is true. Uh, but I'm trying to keep the thing as OEM or original yeah. You no, know, you know, like. To
2: your point, Randy, that's a size that really, in a way, is being phased out. Yeah. Yeah, there's maybe like three of them that, that I get to choose yep, from. Yeah, that's correct.
11: Uh, I'm really limited on what I want to put on without, you know, without... I mean, even if I could, I mean, I don't want to cut the fender flares off there and shit. I don't want to...
2: No, I, I, I would put, I would put. you know, again, find some used ones if you can, but find some 16s and go with the 16 route.
11: Yeah, I noticed the new Jeeps have a different one because of that big... Uh, I call it a hubcap. They call it a center cap, but... Either way, mine has that big one, and the newer tires on the newer Jeeps it's it's just more it's more flat, you know. It's so it's more blends in, where mine sticks out about mm-hmm. three inches. But anyway, getting back to that, uh, I got right now on there 235, 75, r 15s. Correct. And I want, and I know you said in the winter time it's skinnier tires. I'm not worried about that here. Uh, but if i want to get more meat under there so they don't look like uh like the front end of a dragster <laughs> uh what 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 size i mean should i go to a instead of that 35 should i go to a 25 if they if i can get it or should i go to a 45 or which one's going to give me more beef so it looks like i got something under there that's like you know i've seen uh, a couple of mercedes run around it's like man those are some good looking fat tires under here
2: um You'd have to go so down, to which, again, on the 15s, you're going to have a hard time doing. You would have to go down in that middle number like we were talking earlier. So instead of a 75, you'd need a 70 if you wanted to go wider. You're not going to find that on a 15. It figures. So
11: that 35, if I were to go 25 or 25 or 45, that's not going to make the difference. No, I'm not going to that's change 70, anything. No,
2: No. All right. So now
11: I just got a hard time. 70 if I even find yeah,
2: it. yeah you'd be best off to try to find some 16s and get all the options on tires if you did that right see it'd
11: be different in colorado because i used to four wheel and i thought i had 10 inches and i read the manual and i think it said i had 11 or 11 and a half so i'm not wanting to kill that but i'm not doing a lot of four wheeling out her either sure uh, but anyway
2: so look for the 70
11: if not try and get the 16 get 16 inch wheels and you've
2: got tons of choices
11: right then is there a certain bolt pattern I look for just tell them what I'm putting it on Tell, tell them, Yeah, just tell them that? what it's
2: going on yep on, on your jeep yes okay and then yes. they'll they know the pattern yes they do
11: all right so go 70 and then yep. that'll that will give me what maybe another inch in my width or something or something
2: like that mm, it roughly it yeah, depends on the as you know again that's the aspect ratio it depends on the the other sizes right. in the tire but no you're on the right track Randy appreciate it very much thanks let's uh let's see who's next Conrad let's take you really quick before we go to our next break Conrad welcome
5: Good
12: morning, guys. Hey. Yeah, good show. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Old's Garage for doing a great job fixing my exhaust manifold leak on my Ford F-150. Nice. And then my pick for the vehicles that look similar is, like, the, the model year of F-154 to pick up in the Toyota full size. They're, they're, sometimes you're not right up next to them you, can, you know. Yeah, and I think, them. you
2: know, to, to, your, to your point there, Conrad, that I think that was the case on some of the earlier Tundras, and now that the new Tundra looks like a GMC Denali.
12: Yeah, that's what you were saying earlier. I mean, they've they,
2: they, this new version, They, they, again, Toyota, come up with some of your own ideas. Quit stealing from everybody else.
12: Yeah, so I figured they probably stole it from Ford. You know, that's, It looks so much similar. Yep. But what, I, what I'm getting real quick before you have to go is uh, I heard the other day that they're starting to make rapid progress on developing fuel cell technology. Is that true, and is that going to just push the electric cars out of the way eventually, I would assume?
2: Mean like the hydrogen fuel cells and such yes yeah i 've heard the same thing, in fact, Joe sent me a big article here this last week where and that 's not new technology by the way that that's technology's been around as long as the e v technology has the biggest issue that people don 't understand is hydrogen requires a completely different set of infrastructure than we have available to us now at all. I mean, it's it's not just even putting, you know, charge stations in like it is for the EV side of it Conrad. You have to put in specific fuel stations just like we just like we have with gasoline. It's a whole different world to me. That's going to be the biggest drawback of going hydrogen. Is it the best idea? I believe it is. Yes, it is so much far superior than what we're doing with regular EVs. It is, in my opinion, the future, but we've got to have infrastructure to make that happen. And Not we really, don't right now.
12: About it and I, how, how do those uh, engines actually work, if you've got a minute to explain that? A I, hydrogen I, I engine
2: really is, is essentially you know using water for its propulsion. In the case of the hydrogen fuel cell, what they're doing is they're using that to charge the battery. The battery then drives a vehicle just like it does on an EV, but they're using the hydrogen engine, quote-unquote, to charge the battery. Cool. It's great technology. I I think it's the. It it really is. In my opinion, Conrad, it's the future because there is literally zero zero emissions coming out of it. So in that case, is that car an actual zero emission vehicle? Well, of course not because we had to build it. That's the other thing everybody forgets on the greeny side is anything that gets built, there is no such thing as zero or net neutral carbon. It doesn't exist because you build anything, you've used something to build it and everybody Conrad, somehow, some way, forgets that part of the equation. So there is no such thing as a zero emission vehicle but that hydrogen fuel cell technology you're talking about, after it's built, built it is at that point 0
12: Well yeah it just emits uh, water. water vapor right that's Yep. That's it. All right. So cool. you no that's you're a great you're
2: day. great question by the way and yes that is something that I think and that'll be something I do look at here this week as I go to uh, you know our big automotive trade show Sema that's coming up this week and as I'm there that is one of the things I will look for is is there going to be anybody there with some of the hydrogen technology what's that look like Again, the biggest issue that I have found and read about and even talked to some some folks in the industry about is the infrastructure side when it comes to the hydrogen end of things. So, Bob and Lakewood, hang tight. We'll come back and take your call. Got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
0: Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change a bg performance oil change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else peace of mind where do you find it find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com that's bgfindashop.com because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of
13: mind is a change worth making BG. have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses maybe some prescription sunglasses
8: At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa. Get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place
14: to get the good stuff,
8: Napa Auto Parts.
14: With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees. Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home? Or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720 Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298191, regulated by Dora. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car,
2: hot rod, older truck, or an out of the norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs with over 80,000 square feet All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us, Bob. And Lakewood, you are next. Go ahead, Bob.
4: Hi, John. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'm, hey, I've got a 09 Silver Auto 2500 heavy duty with the 6O in it. Uh-huh. And every time I change the oil, it just drives me nuts because the oil filter looks like it belongs on a lawnmower.
2: It's very you little. Know,
4: it, yeah, it's just tiny. Is there... An aftermarket filters that I should use rather than that, is, I mean, is that thing really sufficient? It just looks ridiculous.
2: <laughs> it is very small. It is efficient, especially if you run like the, you know, the NAPA Gold or even the NAPA Platinum. I have never really researched to see is there an aftermarket, you know, is there a larger aftermarket filter that would somehow fit on that? I'm guessing no, because partly why that's so small is because where it is, as you know.
4: Right, right. Okay, and I I kinda of figured that and that's all I do is, is you know, or sorry, that's all I buy is snap of gold, you know.
2: I buy Perfect. all my parts from Perfect. So,
10: Yeah. All right. And you that know was, the other issue you run point.
2: into, Bob, when you get into some of the aftermarket stuff of running a remote filter and all these different things, well now we've got, you know, more connections, more hoses, more possibility of things leaking and so on. I've never been a huge fan of any of that. I've seen those engines run hundreds of thousands of miles with that oil filter that's on it now properly changed, so I would not worry about it. I would just, you know, keep using the good filters you're you're doing, change it like you've been and not worry about it.
4: Perfect. John, I appreciate it. You guys you're very welcome.
2: the best. You're very welcome. Thank, Thank you, Bob. Appreciate the phone call very much, and I mean that. Jeff in Western Montana, what's going on, sir?
5: Hey, uh, you're coming on Fuel Cell. Caused me to call back Yeah, in. yeah. And, uh... Yeah, folks don't realize. I don't think that fuel cells have been around for decades. The Apollo missions used them to generate electricity. Right, right. Very same technology. Yeah, they'd store hydrogen and oxygen and combine them and make electricity, and it gave them water to drink. So, yeah. Um, and again, Jeff, very,
2: correct very, me if I'm wrong, but what I've you know what I've learned, and and even talking to folks in the industry and so on, because again, in California, they did Toyota, GM both did a bunch of you know f- fuel cell hydrogen. You know, testing and so on, and made huge advancements. And and I think the only reason, to my knowledge, that it hasn't taken off is just the infrastructure part of it.
5: Well, infrastructure, but there, there's two problems with hydrogen. First of all, its fuel density is kind of like EVs in that it's very light, and so you need an awful lot of it. You need to store an awful lot of it to go anywhere. And the second thing is safety. You have to compress the heck out of it, and uh, and just trying to get enough into a tank, it you have to put it at such high pressures that. It kind of becomes a safety hazard, so you've got that against it, too. But if they can solve those two answers, a lot of folks say that hydrogen fuel cells are, are probably better for light EVs, charging stations, and things, because you can just, um, you know, store the hydrogen there, generate it on site. You don't need a whole infrastructure, right? and, uh, and you can do it cheaply. So it's going to be, yeah, the infrastructure for, for sending it around the world is going to be difficult, but... Um, you know that that's not insurmountable. It's kind of the en- energy density.
2: That makes sense. And, and crazy- again, that's not much different than what I've I've been told. And again, I am by no means an expert in that particular area. I mean, I know enough to probably stay out of trouble. But what I've been told, Jeff, is exactly what you're saying. It's it's all of that combined with just the simple fact that it's a very expensive infrastructure to put in, much different than, and I know the the grid and the electric side and all of that, I, I get all of that as well. Bottom line, nothing still surpasses a good old ICE engine that'll get 30 to 50 miles to the gallon, Jeff. That's still our best alternative right now, in my opinion.
5: You're singing my song.
2: You know, until we can until we can come up with something better than we have now, and no, EVs are not it. They are, you know, there's a place, you know, time and a place for them. You know, I own one. I can tell you all about that end of it. And for some individuals, will they work? Yes. Is it a replacement for a gas engine vehicle? No.
5: Yeah, and, and to the diesel question earlier, there's no way they're going to replace diesel. I mean, even no. the trains are diesel electric. Correct. Where do they go for their power? Diesel. Correct. Oh, so, yeah. There's just
2: no way. Agreed. I agree. Good point. Good point. Jeff, as well, as always, great call. Appreciate it very much. Uh, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. We'll get you right on air. Question of the day also is – we've got a few minutes left where we can answer that, or you guys can call in and add to that – is what vehicle made today – was copied or, you know, you, you can just tell from looking at it that was something else prior to that. The You know, the, the, the designers of that car looked at something else and said, oh, yeah, we can we can do one step better or we'll modify a few things. But, yeah, that's our basic design. Here's our car. Marty in Colorado Springs, you're next.
3: Well, good afternoon, John. Uh, real, real quickly, a, a car that mimics another uh, is not why I called you. No, it's fine. Um, that Volvo... Two door slope back sedan from the fifties looks like a forty six Ford to oh, me.
2: Yeah, you're right. No, now that you say that, I've never really thought about that, but you're correct. Okay, so
3: I'm having difficulty with collector car insurance.
2: Okay, what you got? I, I've
3: never made a claim. Uh, I was with Grundy and uh, through an old friend in Denver for a couple decades, and he passed away. And I knew an acquaintance down here. And went with him uh can I name the the company it's sure american mo- it's american modern okay uh never had a claim with them uh I'm a car hoarder, okay fine okay. Uh, uh
2: you have the same I problem have, i have
3: uh, yeah <laughs> and, and I, well, we need therapy,
2: I, Marty we need therapy
3: <laughs> so I have maybe six. Uh, licensed, uh, and uh, that I drive occasionally. Okay, you can't drive them all all at once.
2: No, you, you can't. Know? And I'm a, and I'm an old guy.
3: And then I have uh, another five on the policy. I made it clear they're just in storage, and you know they're only insured for fire, or theft, theft. So I recently bought a, another car. Wanted to put it on the policy. Pretty nice, pretty nice car. Okay, you know, a number two. Number two car. Oh,
2: nice. Nice.
3: They have uh, harassed me for a month now with question after question after question. uh, Pictures of, of the cars inside and outside of the barn, more pictures. For a while, they wanted pictures of the VIN number and old cars they don't even photograph. The VINs are so small. Correct. You know? And, and so I thought we were finally done, and I come home, and I got another letter here from them. Uh, oh, I've got a, I've got a couple of cardboard boxes uh, full of light parts sitting on the hood uh, of a car that I don't drive, haven't driven it in years, you know. And they're telling me I have to take these parts off the cars. Uh, I've got a couple of fluorescent tubes sitting on top of a convertible top on another they don't like that. <laughs> wow. And, and you know, and they're uh, they're they're giving me a deadline of a few days here to send them pictures that I have uh, 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 done what they want me to do here, or they're not going to renew me. Hmm. And I think it's pretty pretty clear they don't want me as a customer.
2: Yeah, I would say so. Well, I, I've got an answer. I mean, Paul Leuenberger at American National Insurance, they've got a division called Chrome that does all their classic cars. They've got several different ways they can insure it, some as if you're driving it, some if you're not driving it. They have no mileage limit, even on the ones that you do drive. They've also got a policy that I found out about this last week where if you've got a higher price car. Uh, they can even insure it for part of the year, just storage, part of the year, driving. Lots of options, Marty, and all of my cars are through, Paul, and I've never had an issue.
3: It took me a couple of tries this morning to catch his phone number.
2: 303. 303. I got it. three zero three six six two zero seven eight nine. 789 Just tell him who you are, and you listen to me, and he'll take care of you.
3: You think he'd take care of me in
2: car? Oh, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he does a whole state. He does a whole state here and Arizona as well.
3: Yeah, and and I understand it with a new underwriter, they're probably going to want pictures and all. He and may,
2: all that and he now. may want some appraisals and such as well. But again, I've we've got sources on all that can handle all that for you, Marty.
3: Yeah, in fact, I've got I've got these cars undervalued on my policy.
2: Well, and what you do with Paul is do stated value of what what they really are worth, so that you're reimbursed fully. It doesn't cost you that much more to get the real value of them.
3: Uh huh. Okay. And one question, <laughs> I don't know if you want to handle that. Sure. Someone that, someone down here told told me uh that American National if you have one claim they will cancel you.
2: Well, I can't answer that because I've never had a claim, although I've got lots of listeners and folks out there that do use Paul. I've I've never heard that Marty. Now what I do know that American National does, if you don't have claims because of, you know, being, you know, a proper insured individual and doing things correctly and self insuring some things if there's a little bit of damage here or there you know something along those lines and you know we handle things ourselves you get a rebate back 25% of your first year's policy amount you get 25% of that back in the fourth year if you have no claims uh-huh even even with your collector insurance yeah, with, with all of that yes Okay. Yes. All right. So, I, honestly, I, I can't answer the you know cancellation side other than I know people that have had huge claims. Uh, I know of one individual. We've even used it in a commercial where Paul was the insurer, and a transport company was transporting the car. It was still insured with them, and it fell off the top because um, it wasn't tied down well enough, and they covered the entire nine, you know, whole nine yards, and are still insuring him today.
3: Sure, and that wouldn't have been the owner's fault anyway.
2: Correct. You know. So yeah. anyways, Marty, appreciate All it. Right. Thank you. Call Paul. He'll take good care of you. Todd and Parker, hang tight. We'll come right back. We've got one more segment left. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
8: At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com
15: for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the Mobile Estate Planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ.
0: Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day. The birth of a child. An oil change. Wait, what?
2: All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, thanks for tuning in. Russ has a follow-up on our last call that we just took. Russ and Cheyenne, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Good, sir. Thanks for calling. Um,
17: I can say from experience I've had a few claims um, with American National, and I've never been canceled. Okay. I had a uh, $75,000 hail when we got the, uh, that softball-sized hail. I had about a $75,000 claim, wow. and then two years later I got hit again. And had about a $40,000 claim. And uh, the only thing that I, that sucked about the whole deal is I lost my uh, discount for three right,
2: years. But, right, right. That, that's the worst part about it. But, you know, on you know, that that sizable but, claim, you don't have any choice.
17: Well, and the, and the thing is, is all my cars got whacked and everything. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Well, if I'd you're going to do discount, one, do a big but, one. Well, and, and the thing was, is, yeah, I lost my discount. But by not having to pay a deductible on every single one of my cars.
2: Right. I mean, right. Good I point. That oh, that's back. a great point. You have one. That's the other thing too. For everybody listening with American National, one deductible.
17: Yeah, yeah. So if you have a major storm hit like that, yep. Um, yeah, you lose your deductible or your discount for three years, but you make it right back up if you have multiple cars you got hit.
2: Great point, Russ. You know, great point. I carry
17: dollar deductibles on my cars, so.
2: There you go. Another reason to call him. So there's that.
17: Yep. Yeah. So I I got no problem okay. with it. Okay. I mean, well, they're I not the cheapest that. people, but they're they not a problem to deal with
2: so. great testimonial russ thank you appreciate so, that very yeah, much right. very much marty if you're still listening there's your answer right from the horse's mouth so appreciate that very much todd and parker you're next
3: yeah i had a 76 granada the really cheap imitation of a mercedes
2: <laughs> good one good one actually
3: yeah no, yep. that's
4: that's all
18: I will yep.
2: No, see. that's a good one, Todd. That fits perfect. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Bob in Colorado Springs is next. Bob, welcome, sir.
18: Oh, thank you so much, John. You guys are so great. John, you've helped me out before on my Chevy Silverado on different things like my fuel pump and other things. My my main thing, I know you don't have much time today. No, you're John, fine, we're good. Go uh, ahead.
2: We got five minutes. Go ahead.
18: Uh, okay, all right. John, I got a brand new windshield. I go I know you guys use Novus. I it was a couple of years ago. I didn't know about this then. Okay. And, uh, and this thing is, like, brand new, okay? On well, my old one that I had on there, John, on my 2000, it was, you know, lasting me 20 years. And I finally got a big rock through it from a uh, a rock truck. But I got this new one now, John, and uh, I thought maybe it was just some pitch or something like that on it. But, John, I cleaned this thing, and I cleaned it, and I cleaned it, and I cleaned it. And as soon as I back out of my garage and I hit the sun, John, I'm not exaggerating. Thousands and thousands of these little teeny dots. I, hmm. mean, I mean, I'm mean, i not exaggerating. They're, they're all over it. I mean, it's the whole windshield.
2: Weird. What do you think it's from, yeah. Bob?
18: I don't know. I thought maybe some pitch from my pine tree. But uh, my I got a 99 Ford F-250, and my windshield is cracked. And so I compared the two. I put them both in the yeah. same sunlight, and it's not even close to wow. being like this. And like I say, I mean it's so you know I'm going to probably you know give the place to put this in a call. I mean it's a beautiful windshield.
2: Well, one it's thing you can do, one color. try, one thing before you do that, Bob. Try this, okay. and then if this, this if this doesn't work, then yes, call them and and get it handled. Okay. Get some get some double lot steel wool. Double lot. Okay. Double lot. So zero zero steel double wool. Lot. No and and then get and get some Windex or you know, whatever whatever your favorite window cleaner is, it doesn't matter. Spray that on the window, get it nice and lubricated, use that steel wool, and I would just do half the window. So do half the windshield with that steel wool and see if that doesn't help. Okay. If it does, we know we're on the right track. If it doesn't, go okay. back to the windshield guys.
18: Okay. Okay, yeah, John, I, I really appreciate this. And then uh, double-lossed steel wool, okay. Do I need to wet it, John, or do it dry?
2: Uh, no, you, use the use whatever your favorite window cleaner is as a lubricant. So spray okay, the steel okay. wool, spray the window. We don't want to run it dry. We want it nice and lubricated. Okay. And then try that and see if that doesn't take any of that off.
18: Okay, window cleaner. Okay, Okay, John. Okay. And uh, the other question is, John, it's been a little while back here. A few weeks ago, I I uh, told you I had that yellow stuff coming out from underneath, and I yes. thought it was my radiator fluid. Yes. And so uh, I couldn't figure it out. I checked all my hoses, everything. So I went ahead and got me a, a pump, and I put it on my, my low-coolant tank. Okay. And I, and I pumped it up. I had my wife pumping up, and I crawled underneath. And I could see these little drops coming from way up somewhere. I don't know where. Not out of no hoses, nothing. I, I checked them all out. And uh, it's a little bit thicker. It might thicken up once it's in there. I don't know if it does or not. And I thought I had this problem solved. Uh, you know, I thought, well, maybe I had the tank full too much. And so it's right even with the tank now where it's supposed to be. Okay. But I backed out yesterday, and there's some of that stuff again, that yellow
2: stuff. Yeah, I'm guessing, uh, Bob. And what uh, Refresh my memory on the year again. I'm sorry.
18: 2000 Chevy Silverado.
2: Okay uh really look closely at the back of the intake they had a they had a problem uh or habit I should say of leaking out of that intake area on the back side get a flashlight out and really look closely up in that area my gut feeling is that's most likely where your leak is
18: on the on the intake manifold
2: yep so look at the very so underneath okay. looking at the back of the engine up look and see if okay. that area is where the leak's coming from
18: okay now where I can kind of spot it a little bit uh john is uh, it'll come down on my uh, skid plate. It'll come straight down yep. onto the edge of my skid plate yep. on the on the passenger side. There you go. And then it drips out from there and then rolls yep. down and comes down.
2: That uh, makes exact sense as to what I'm saying.
18: Okay. So now, can I get like this bars or stuff that? Uh, if you do uh,
2: anything, use that K seal I was mentioning earlier in the show, Bob. about it. Yeah. Use okay. the case seal if you're going to do anything.
18: Okay, John. Okay. And, hey, John, I appreciate you in more ways than one. Well, thank all, all you. All your, your drive, all, everything you guys talk about all weekend. I, I listen to you all week, and uh, hopefully we can do something about
2: our well, country. Well, I appreciate it, Bob. Thank you for that. I mean that. Thank you for listening very much. Those are kind words. And for those of you that maybe don't know, yeah, we're here uh, every day. I'm here from 3 to 6 in the evenings as well. We have Rush to Reason we do each each day. We talk about all sorts of things, sometimes cars. Sometimes politics, sometimes daily events. We do health and wellness on Wednesdays. Uh, I've got a really great doctor that joins us every Thursday. We talk about everything, COVID, vaccines, all the different things going on there. We'll get into energy as well. We interview different politicians. You name it, we talk about a lot of stuff. And again, just as a reminder, I will be out a few days this week. I'm going to the Specialty Equipment Manufacturers Association show. It's called SEMA. That's in Las Vegas. It's the largest automotive trade show in the world covers about 2.5 million square feet, so I'll be on my feet, busy walking, talking, doing all sorts of things this week. If there's anything, though, automotive-related where you're like, hey, I've always wanted to know about such-and-such product— ask send me a text message or an email i'll stop by that booth and i'll see what i can't find out for you and i'll bring some of that information back next saturday so guys have a great weekend sportsman of colorado's coming up next you don't want to miss this next show by the way he's got some great information for you on some things even automotive related so that's next on sportsman of colorado have a great weekend though this has been drive radio klz 560
1: still haven't had enough go to drive-radio.com email your questions and comments